Hey, happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome to the Humanity Matters Show. I'm your host, Philip Fletcher. Thank you. As we gather to discuss everything related to human dignity, the affirmation of the human being, discussing ideas that contribute to human flourishing, and even those ideas that can be hindrances, obstacles to human flourishing. So thank you for joining me live or on a video recording or on the podcast when this releases on the podcast on Wednesdays. Either way, thank you for the opportunity to hear me chirp on and hopefully offer something of value uh, to your life. And so as always, connect with me on any of the social media outlets at Philip Fletcher, Facebook, Dr. Philip Fletcher over on YouTube find me. Make sure you subscribe. I would greatly appreciate it. As well as the website, philipfletcher.org. Hey, and when you go over to the website, philipfletcher.org, if you scroll down just a little bit, you have an opportunity to put in your name and your email, and you can get a weekly email from me called uh, Personalist Living and Leaving. And it is a thought, a meditation to get you started throughout the week offer you some questions for you to reflect on. If you keep a journal, maybe you can add that to your journaling uh, to reflect on those questions. So at philipfletcher.org, just make sure you put in your name and email and you will get something from me once a week. So greatly appreciate it. If you are interested in becoming a sponsor of this show or any of the work that is going on, hey, go over to Patreon. And for as little as five bucks, you can become a Patreon supporter. There are different levels. Different levels obviously get you different cool stuff. Been sending out a lot of t-shirts and things like that over the last couple of days. So if you're a Patreon supporter, be looking for a t-shirt coming your way. If you're not a Patreon supporter, I may just find you on the streets and bless you. All right. But either way, I would appreciate your support on Patreon. Thank you very much. So. We're about to get right into it. And today, tonight, I wanted to talk about neighborliness. Now, if you got kids, hey, bring them around. This is an opportunity for uh, them to hear some things as well. I am stepping away this week, at least, from all the ridiculousness related to Washington, D.C., related to the COVID, related to the medical procedure, all that kind of stuff. That's just going to go on. It's going to go on. We'll talk about it at some other point. But tonight, I wanted to talk about neighborliness and the importance of what it means to be a neighbor to somebody. Where does that come from? Well, for me, that comes from uh, Jesus' story to the lawyer, or whom I've always called the smart guy. And he asked, well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus proceeds to tell him the story of the Good Samaritan. And at the end of it, Jesus flips the question back on to the lawyer and he says, to whom, right, was the, who was the neighbor to the man that was injured? Jesus flipped the question. Was it the Levite? Was it the priest? Or was it the Samaritan? Who was the neighbor, right? So a lot of times we hear, hey, we need, you know, to love our neighbor. But really what Jesus is asking, are you the one that's being a neighbor? Are you the one that is taking whatever resource that you've got, whatever time that you've got, all right, even your very life, all right, 
How are you taking that? And I would add using that freely to be a neighbor to somebody who is in need. Now, there's some operative words that you hear me use there. When I use neighbor, when I used freely, right? And the other is to someone in need, right? So there is you, right? There is the motivation for your activity, whatever it is, and it's directed towards a subject. Now, let me work backwards. The individual that is in need, whatever that need is, that individual is not an object. This right here is an object. It's an object. It's not a living being whatsoever, right? A human being, a individual, a person, they are subjects. And when we interact with another human being as a subject, we don't treat him or her as a pen, something to be used to satisfy our own need, and then we dispose of it, or we use it to advance our own whatever, right? No, we approach that individual as a subject. So, hey, young people, right? I'm talking to those in like elementary school, middle school, high school, right? So the the young person that is in your classroom or on your Zoom classroom or in your home school, all right, he or she is a subject. They are not an object. Why do people get bullied? Well, bullies look at another individual not as a subject, but as an object, right? But when you share, and if you share your toy or some part of your lunch or some part of you know, your recreational activity, if you would recognize that little friend of yours or that big friend of yours as a subject, you then actually have the opportunity also to gain a friend at some point. So it's important. It is very important that we look at one another, not as objects, but as subjects. All right. The more we look at one another as subjects, we move away from stereotypes. We move away from categorizing individuals into groups. Okay. We move away from uh, just not being generous. And we move away from the extreme of what would be dehumanization and just seeing an individual in their needs suffering. And that's what happened with the Levite and the priest. They saw another Jewish brother in need, treated him or her as an object and just kept on moving, just kept on moving. But it was the Good Samaritan who was the neighbor to the Jewish individual who was robbed on the road. Now, so for my young people out there, school-aged, either in public school, private school, or homeschool, and for my adults that are listening, the first question to ask yourself is this, is that when I interact or when I will interact with somebody in the coming week, am I interacting with them on the basis of their subjectivity? Or am I treating them as an object? Because the outcomes will be different. I think we would be honest. Each one of us does not want to be treated as an object. We want to be treated as a subject. We want to be acknowledged. We want to be affirmed. We want at some point some endorphins or dopamine to go off in us, right? We want to be thanked. We want to be upheld. And 
when that happens, we are being treated as a subject. But the very moment you feel used, manipulated, you're being treated as an object. The second part of this, as I'm working back, is freely, right? So in the parable of the Good Samaritan, Jesus highlights that the the, pre-vite, the Levite goes on by, the priest goes on by, they're going down to chill out, right? Because they're going down from Jerusalem and where they're headed to Jericho was like this luscious, plush area. A lot of the more wealthy would go, the more apropos. Imagine those individuals who are going, I don't know, well, up to Fayetteville or they're going down to uh, the Bahamas, okay? But on that way, it was a dangerous road. And so thieves would sit out there and they'd be laying in wait because they knew there was some fat cats coming that way, right? So the other thing we have to assume that all three people that were going down that, or four, excuse me, the Levite, the priest, and the man that was robbed, they all had some significant means. So the first and the second didn't use neither their time nor their means in order and their life to help this individual. It was not until the Good Samaritan came by, right, who saw this Jewish man laying on the road. We saw one wealthy man seeing another wealthy man hurt, and one wealthy man used his time, used his resources, and even at the potential cost of his life to help this other individual. And nobody forced him to do it. No Roman soldier came along and said, hey, you've got to help this person. There was no sign, there was no tax collector that said, hey, we got to take a portion of your funds so that we could help individuals who get robbed on this road. No, the Good Samaritan got off of his horse, got down and helped the man. He did it freely. So the question we got to ask ourselves is this, what are the opportunities that have been given to you, to your family, to your business? to your religious institution? What opportunities have been presented to you where you as an individual or your family or one of those institutions that I mentioned where you could freely help somebody or some family who is in need? Let me add this, regardless of their economic situation. And let me dig even deeper someone who is in an economic situation less than yours. And then finally, the question is that Jesus put back on the lawyer is which one of these individuals in this story was a neighbor to the man injured, robbed on the road? Remember the question, the story opened with, The lawyer positing, well, who is my neighbor? Jesus, being the good Jewish teacher that he is, flipped it back on him and said, no, which one of y'all was the neighbor? Hello. So why do I bring all that up? Well, we got two different things going on in Conway. We got a lot of things, okay? But I wanted to take this time and to advocate for two important things near and dear to my heart. One, homelessness. The second, veterans. All right? Obviously, full transparency, I have a nonprofit that assists those who are homeless through our Coho Hope Home. 
and through our work that we are developing called Coho Hope Village. All right. But I have some friends who are down the road from me, Conway Ministry Center. All right. And Conway Ministry Center, uh, for the last few years, they have been the ones that have been uh, in charge of running the uh, warming station that happens here in Conway. All right. Now, we don't have an emergency shelter here in Conway. The only housing for for individuals, families that are homeless is what we have at the Hope Home for men, the Bethlehem House. Uh, there is RISE, which is specifically for women who experience domestic abuse. Uh, there is also the Harbor Home, um, Harbor House, excuse me. And then out in Perry County, there is Renewal Ranch. All right, that's it. Uh, last count, we had a, this point in time count, we had close to a thousand individuals, a majority of those children who experience homelessness. All right. As the winter months begin to roll through, all right, a warming station is also necessary. The, 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 the facilities that I mentioned are all transitional type places. They're not emergency. Uh, if you live in larger cities, you may see what is emergency type shelters where individuals can come in immediately off the street get a bed, stay there overnight, and then, you know, they're out the next day, all right? We don't have anything like that in Conway. Uh, from what I understand, the city bought some property off of what is called Gum Street. That's supposed to be renovated, and then another group will be uh, operating that. But up until now, we don't have anything. Uh, la the last couple of years, last year, it was run out of one of our recreational centers. That opportunity won't be available this year to the Conway Ministry Center. Previous to that, uh, it was held at the ministry center that was located on the corner of Oak and Harkrider. That's not no there no more because the church that owned it sold it to a bank and that bank knocked it all down and it's going to become a bank. But anyways, so with that said, the Conway Ministry Center and their executive director, my friend, great sister, Spring Hunter, she posted a request for uh, donations, all right, to fund the operations for the emergency, the warming station, all right? So I'm going to read uh, exactly what it says, and this can be found on Facebook, uh, Full Transparency, one, I work with them. As part of the Faulkner County Homeless Coalition, two, I made a donation. So full transparency on all this. All right. But again, I'm not being objective today. All right. So just so you know where I'm coming from, this is your opportunity to be a neighbor to individuals in our city. Our city. Okay. So uh, this is what it says. All right, this is a fundraiser for the 21 22 uh, winter warming station. All right, and this is posted again by my friend Spring Hunter. All right, and it says this We are thrilled to announce that we have just received approval to house our homeless neighbors at the Conway Ministry Center this winter. We're in the process of converting a significant portion of our new facility into a temporary homeless shelter. It takes the whole village to meet this need, and we need your help whether it's five or $500. Your contribution makes a difference in the lives of struggling families in Faulkner County. Hey, make sure you're sharing this video with somebody so they can hear this too. 
Don't keep it to yourself. All right. She goes on. It will cost $48,320 to ruin a warming station this year. Listen to that. It will cost. To help people, it costs not only our lives, but also our time, but also financial resources. Okay. All right. Going on. What is this $48,320 covers? That covers overnight staff, case management, utilities, and insurance. All right. So paying people to be there overnight with the individuals and families who are going to stay at the warming station. It's going to cover case management. Case management is essentially sitting down with individuals and families, assessing their needs, and then from that assessment of their needs, figuring out what's the most appropriate ways to meet those needs. All right. Elementary definition. All right. Utilities. Got to keep the lights on. Got to keep the heat running. All right. And insurance. Yes. Nonprofits have insurance, too. All right. We have some of that collected already, but still need to raise twenty eight thousand. $820 over the next month before we launch on December 15th. All right. So the number they need to hit by December 15th. All right. $28,820. Okay. We have averaged 190 individuals over the last couple of winter warming stations. That means you can sponsor a homeless neighbor this winter for only $250. Okay. Prime opportunity, whether you're a business Right, two hundred fifty dollars. Your church, you know, some of y'all large churches in Conway. Your small groups, y'all can hustle two hundred fifty dollars in a small group easily. Okay, thank you in advance for meeting this important need in our community. Uh, Facebook pays all the processing fees for you, so one hundred percent of your donation goes directly to the nonprofits. All right, so. I have shared that on my uh, Facebook, and that's your opportunity to go there. And you can make a donation in any amount. Be a neighbor. Remember, we've had a lot of talk about standing together. We're all in this together. This has not stopped. This is something that has not changed. All right. Individuals in Conway, in Faulkner County, who are experiencing homelessness, right? And they're going to be people who are going to lose their homes or where they stay, an apartment or a duplex or a mobile home, right, in the next couple of weeks through next year. It's just the reality. All right. And here is an organization here in Conway who is doing something about it. And here's your opportunity to help. Here's the other thing that I recognize about neighborliness. And one of the things that taught me coming out of that Good Samaritan story is people support what they want to support. Now, I don't know why the Levite and the priest just walked on by. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get to the vacation spot. Maybe they were tired because of the travel. Maybe, you know, They understood the way they were traveling and the dangers accompanied with the location in which they were traveling. And they chose their, you know, their life, if you will, their well-being over the situation of the well-being of the other individual. I got it. I got it as well. There are other organizations, you know, good things that people support. 
especially during this time. But here's what I would challenge you. Look at the fact that an organization like this, Conway Ministry Center, for example, that's who we're speaking about, all right, they are addressing a human need. There's a lot that goes on with an individual who experiences homelessness. A whole lot of different things. High instances of uh, mental health that has to be dealt with. Medical type issues regarding the physical body that have to be dealt with. Also, that here's a reality. The opportunity for people to rent, the cost is going up. And so as the cost is going up, and I'm not throwing no shade on landlords or anything like that, right? But it's the reality. The rental price has gone up. And people's income is not keeping pace with that for whatever reason. All right. So it makes it difficult for that individual to maintain that place. And unless they just have a very generous landlord, that landlord is going to make a different decision. So I got it. People support what they want to support. But I would encourage you. All right. And I'm advocating tonight on behalf of Conway Ministry Center. This is an organization that you can support and they're going to do good things with those resources. Spring, Sarah, down there, they do good work and all the other individuals that work with them. All right. They are my neighbors on the other side, down the street from where we work and serve. But nonetheless, we work together. We do good things together. And this is your opportunity to support what it is that they are doing. Sounds good. Hey, welcome to the Humanity Matters show. I'm your host, Philip Fletcher, and we are talking about what it can be to be a neighbor in Conway and beyond. If you got a question or anything like that, put it in the comments section. I would be glad to take your comments and interact with them. Please. If you're watching this on Facebook, tag somebody in this to watch this video. Share it with somebody, okay? Also on YouTube. So, keeping on going. Now, the next thing that is near and dear to my heart, I saw something go up this week on Facebook regarding something else that is going on in Conway. So, this. Do you know where that is? Do you know what that is? And do you know where it is? So I was, you know, scrolling across Facebook, keeping up with all the usual things I pay attention to. And somebody had posted about that artwork, that artwork of tiles that currently is affixed to the old city of Conway City Hall building. That building, uh, City Hall, mayor and all his staff and everybody was in there. They have moved out of there. They're at a new building now down the street next to the post office, right? It's across the street from Mike's place if you live here in Conway, all right? Conway Corporation, who is our utility apparatus, right, who provides our electricity, our cable and all that kind of good stuff, right? They bought the building, and that building is going to be occupied 
um, as the it's the Richie Arnold, I think it's innovative type centers. Um, somebody can check me on that. Okay. Um, and so those, so Conway Corporation owns the building right now. So as I was going through, there was a question about, well, what's going to happen with the tiles? All right. Again, uh, if you are just joining me, I am talking about those tiles right there. Those tiles sit on the mm, north side of the building. So if you are going down Oak Street, headed east, and if you look out of your car to the right, okay, that's where that mural is, okay? And there's some scaffolding around it right now because of the building and the renovations that they are doing to it. But that's where it sits. So if you're driving east into downtown, if you look off to the right, you'll see it on that red building, all right? Okay. And so, you know, some had asked, had a concern about what's going to happen with the mural, okay? Come to find out, that is a mural dedicated to veterans. I didn't know that. And it's been up there for quite some time, like two decades, all right? So I went on the cabin, log cabin, see if there was any, you know, writings about that. Nothing, right? Somebody gave like an amazing review of Eternals. Mm, don't think so. All right. But anyways, so, so, and then I was sent a petition. Okay. And this petition was filed by, uh, I don't know. All right. But I'm going to read this petition and what it says. Okay. And it says this. Let me do some changing here. All right. All righty. Please be patient with me. All right. Uh, petition details. I am so disappointed. I'm quoting here. All right. I am so disappointed in Conway for even the thought of covering a piece of Conway's history. This sentimental tile artwork that represents our Conway kids has been displayed on City Hall's building as a focal wall and will soon be lost and forgotten. Continuing the, the quote in the petition. My son's is the bottom left corner, second one up, the American flag. He made this in elementary school and about to be 25 years ago. Why is all I ask? Continuing on in the quote. There is so many art pieces all over town. Why wouldn't this one that was made with love not be preserved as a piece of our local history? I even stopped and talked to the guys putting up the metal that was covering it to see their intentions and was trying to figure out how to save it. As much money as we all spend at Conway Corporation, I'm continuing the quote, okay. It would seem that they would have our community and best interest at heart. Come on, Conway, before it's too late, let's uncover this piece of history. Couldn't it be recessed and highlighted on the wall preserving it? There has to be a flexible answer. All right, so as of now, uh, 324 have signed it and they're trying to get to uh, 500, okay? There's been 250 supporters in the last nine hours. Uh, a guy named, well, I'm not gonna read his name, all right? But you can go there and read it yourself, all right? There's been some reasons for why people have uh, signed this petition. I'm just gonna read some of the reasons. I'm tired of the war veterans getting pushed aside. We need to be thanking them in every way we can. I just want to say a big thank you to all of the veterans that all see this. 
Uh, a lady named Marilyn said, I'd like to see the tiles kept somewhere, somehow. Um, Lisa says, five of my family members have tiles on this wall. It is a favorite place to visit, find our tiles, and remember 9-11, the reason for the fundraiser behind this work. Uh, Michael says, as an Iraq war veteran, this is upsetting. Do not disrespect these veterans. Um, Trisha says, my friend's little daughter made one of these tiles, and then she sadly passed away. Please save these. Um, Brenda says, because it's a piece of history of Conway and art, I love seeing it when passing through. My son grew up in Conway, attending Conway schools. However, wasn't in this project, but love it and what it stands for, and it should not be covered up. Again, we are talking about this mural, all right? And some of the Facebook talk that come up came up about this mural, and in fact, the city of Conway also chimed in about it, all right? Um, about it, uh, and I could bring it up because, again, I want to represent everybody accurately in this. So here's some of the things I do want to say. All right. And I've lived in Conway, Arkansas for 14 years. This is one of the things I've realized as an outsider. There are some things in Conway that just get a whole lot of energy and attention to as far as support. And what things are going to happen in the city of Conway. Okay. I have no problem recognizing that, all right? I also understand that as you look at a lot of the influential decision type things that happen in our city, you see some of the same individuals in the same things, all right? So you, as an outsider, kind of insider, I can see where there's a lot of the power and resource influence that is consolidated with particular groups of people, right? And so because of that, there can be some things that can just be like missed unintentionally, right? Uh, there can be some decisions that are made which are probably intentional, okay? So that's why it's important. For as many, I'm going to go say this, everyday Conway people, like you grassroots people, all right? You everyday people that go to work, you know, you're going to work, you're paying your taxes, your taxes go and fund all of this stuff, all right? It's important for you to get involved in whatever way necessary, right? That could be political, non-political. That could be in some type of, nonprofit organization or business type thing, right? By virtue of you living here in Conway, the city of Conway, you have every right to raise your voice, right? Now, do it respectfully, but do it with passion. Do it humbly, but do it with courage and boldness, all right? Bring your information, all right? And let your voice be heard. Now, you can do that at the city council. You can do that at a commission. All right. You could, you know, there's this Conway arts plan thing that happened. It's you going to like a chamber thing and, and taking a letter to the chamber. All right. All that kind of good stuff. Sometimes I'll be quite honest with you. 
I wonder who has more influence. Is it the chamber or is it the city? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't know. Just being real. All right. Nonetheless, someone like this who who saw who recognized something was happening at one of the city buildings, which is not is which is no longer owned by the city. It's owned by Conway Corporation. All right. They saw something that they had an affection to. Okay, And that affection was tied one to their children. Second, it was tied to veterans. Now, full transparency. Again, I don't have a lot of objectivity tonight. All right. I'm a veteran. I served in Iraq war. 9-11 was one of the reasons I went overseas and went into the desert. All right. So I understand the angst that an individual feels regarding the removal of these tiles. Now on the website, I had, uh, excuse me, the Facebook page for the uh, Conway uh, in the discussion. Let me find it. 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 All right. All right. Okay. Oh, shoot. They had commented on it and I can't find it. They said that, and I'm summarizing, it would be to remove the tiles, moving the tiles off, they would break. Okay? And the artwork would be lost. All right? I, I'm assuming because they've been up there for so long, you know, you know, they're in the sun, the different elements that have hit it, you know, they're going to wear out over time. All right? So I don't know. I am not an architect. You know, I'm not that kind of stuff. But it's, is it possible... Have we exhausted every option to maintain that artwork while at the same time, whatever the new aesthetic is going to be for that building? Because I know that building is going to look like, you know, (laughs) a pretty swanky-like building moving forward. I know it is. I know it is. So that's just something to consider. Now, the city did put out, all right, to be fair, that and this was posted on November 11th, Veterans Day. All right, so they say this the, this Veterans Day, we're pleased to announce we're moving forward with big plans for Pompeii Park that will incorporate Veterans Plaza. All right, okay. Uh, this is a small way for us to honor and support the veterans and their families in our community, says Mayor Bart Castleberry. Good for you, Bart. By incorporating Veterans Plaza into our plans for Pompeii Park, we hope to create an environment where people can reflect and honor those who have served our country in a way that adds to the quality of life and aesthetics of our community. Pompeii Park will include Veterans Plaza, pedestrian bridges, promenade, mountain bike, flow trail, other amenities. God bless America. All right. Now, this is going to be located Prince Street and Ferris. There's some roundabouts. Let me tell you these roundabouts. And it's in the middle of a bigger roundabout. All right. So, needless to say, the city is creating something. All right. But also, there's something nostalgic that there's some individuals feeling as if it's being looked over. All right. So, if you are a veteran and this means something to you, all right. Sign that petition. I'll put the petition link in this video post along with 
the uh, donation post regarding uh, Conway Ministry Center. Okay? But either way, again, the question is this. Who are you going to be a neighbor to? All right? Here's your opportunity to be a neighbor to the homeless. Here's your opportunity to be a neighbor to the veterans. All right? Especially as we come up on this holiday season season of charitable giving, so on and so forth. Who will you be a neighbor to? All right? Who will you be a neighbor to? And don't be afraid to be a neighbor to somebody. Because I promise you, you're going to be a neighbor to somebody and somebody's going to have something to say. Hey, just be a neighbor to somebody. Use your time. Use whatever resource you've got. All right? And be a neighbor to somebody. And do it freely. Don't feel shamed into doing it. Don't do it because you hate it. All right? Because when that stuff happens, that's when you move from feeling like you're being a self. Guess what? An object. See how that works? Young people, pay attention. All right. And I say to my influential leaders in the city of Conway. Hey, people are paying attention. All right. People are paying attention. All right. So that is that. It's going to be a short show tonight. I'm about to go uh, have dinner with the fam. All right. Enjoy this final week before Thanksgiving. Like, I love this time of the year. I secretly, well, not secretly, I like to go through Hobby Lobby because it's like Christmas time. I'm like, all the Christmas stuff is out. Like, yes, I love Christmas. I really do. I'm like, let's get through Thanksgiving and let's get through to the Christmas songs, all that kind of good stuff. And that's awesome. I love that time of year. So with that, Thank you for joining me. As always, again, you can connect with me on all my different social media outlets. Hey, go to the website, put in your name and your email address, and you will get a newsletter once a week. All right? Appreciate that very much. Become a Patreon supporter. It's the middle of five bucks. That would be awesome. If you miss any part of this, you can watch this recording on YouTube. Or on the podcast, if you'd like to listen to things as you're working out, working, having some noise in the background, this will be available on Wednesdays. All right. So I appreciate everybody very much. And as always, remember to be loved, to be kind, to be generous, to be courageous. And if we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible. So y'all take care. And God bless. Hey, if you found something of value, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Find us on Facebook at Dr. Philip Fletcher. Find us on Twitter at Philip Fletcher. And as always, visit us on the website, philipfletcher.org.